Good to see you all. It's cold, but it's not as cold as yesterday. Like it's balmy compared to yesterday. It's cold, it's hilarious. The basin of holy water just out there by the main entrance is forming ice. So you, can, that, you can't do that very often where you get to like just touch the holy water in ice, right? It doesn't exist in ice form that often. So holy ice is what we have today. Well, thank you for coming. Thanks for braving the cold. I just got back on, uh, or from Silent Retreat uh, the last five days here. I got back on Friday up at the Sycamore Tree near um, Condon in the Seedley Swan Valley. Never did I think that would be warmer than Helena, but, but it was actually. It was only like negative 20 there, and I got back to negative 39 in Helena. Spending that time was really good. It was really good to pray. And I was reading through the scriptures, and I noticed Jesus asks a lot of questions, and they're really good ones. It'd be worth your time, actually, to, to look up the questions that Jesus asks in the gospel and, and pick one. Maybe pick one a day or, or sit with one for a week and just let his questions speak to your heart, because they do. Like some of them, for example, who do you say that I am? It's a great one for us to pray with. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asks that question. What do you want me to do for you? Do you believe I can do this? These are all questions that Jesus asks. If you love those who love you, what's so unusual about that? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Do you love me? And then the one that Jesus always asks me, do you still not understand? That happens because I'm a little slow in the spiritual life. But his questions, they always reveal something. And they always stir something if we pay attention. And because Jesus is a master, he's a master teacher. A good teacher knows how to ask the right question at the right time. And when the right question is asked at the right time, it changes people's lives. And we have a great question in today's gospel that Jesus asks. So we heard the scene. John the Baptist points out Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. Two of his disciples follow Jesus now. And I imagine the scene. Jesus walking. And he's walking. He knows exactly who these men are. One of them's Andrew. The other's John, who will be apostles. He knows them. But he walks and walks. And then at a certain point, he turns and he asks the right question at the right time. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? That's a great question for us to let Jesus ask us today. What are you looking for? And don't be too quick to answer, because if we're too quick to answer, what are you looking for? Warmth. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for warmth, right? Uh, so, good. There's warmth all around. In fact, there's space between you. If you're really cold, just snuggle up to the next person. They, you might not know them, you know, introduce yourself at the sign of peace, just snuggle up, right, get close. No, but when we ask that question and we, when we, we really let that question penetrate our hearts, it stirs something within us. Because what Jesus is really asking is this, what are the desires of your heart? What do you really want? Have you asked yourself that question lately? Or maybe not in a long time, 
What do you really want? What are the desires of your heart? What is your heart speaking to you? We live in a culture that doesn't go to that place very much, mostly because we're all about our superficial desires. And we're just constantly listening to those. So we never get into the deep desires of the human heart. But the deep desire of the human heart is the same for every single person. The deepest desire of the human heart, of your heart and of mine, is to be with God. God made us that way. We have an infinite longing for him. We have a holy desire planted within us that we either listen to or ignore. But if we listen to it, if we pay attention to it, it will always lead us toward God. So when Jesus asks John and Andrew, what are you looking for? Even if they can't answer in an articulate way, his question stirs that desire and they recognize in him the one they were made for. So they say, where are you staying? Where are you staying? And Jesus' great response to them, come and you'll see. Their question to him, where are you staying, is a desire to be with him. That's the desire of the human heart. Friends, that's Christianity. Christianity is the meeting of two desires. The infinite and perfect desire of God who wants us, who loves us, who knows us meeting our human desire. Many of our desires are finite, but not that one. We have an infinite desire planted in us that can only be met by God. That's why we have to pay attention to the deepest desires. The saints knew this. St. Augustine, he says this, The whole of the Christian life is nothing other than holy desire. Think about that line. The whole of the Christian life, everything we know, think about, pray about, do, the whole of the Christian life is nothing other than holy desire. See, the church is not about stifling desire. The church is about stirring up desire in the right way. And if we allow that to happen, our desires will point us to God in a beautiful way. So another saint, St. Therese, the little flower. She was one who knew desire, by the way. She said, I want to love God like no one has ever loved him before. That's holy desire. She stirred that desire for love of God into flame. She says this, I know that Jesus would not inspire the longings I feel unless he wanted to grant them. God cannot inspire unrealizable desires. Our desires that are holy and good, the deepest desires we have, the desire to be known and loved, the desire to know and love, the desire to give ourselves away in a sincere gift of self, the desire to be with those we love forever, the desire to know God and to love God, to receive his love and live in his grace, those desires are not unrealizable because God has placed them in our hearts and he cannot 
place unrealizable desires in us. The question is this, are we paying attention to those desires? The problem in our culture is what I said, we are surrounded by superficial desires and our culture will play up those desires. So we try to satisfy ourselves by chasing them. And oftentimes those superficial desires are also the lowest of our desires to make our lives about ourselves. And we can very quickly, if we follow those desires, turn inward and turn in upon ourselves. And then what we find is this, we want and we want and we want. And even as we attain those things, we're not satisfied. And in fact, we're worse off. So that's why the church says, no, it's not about stifling desires. It's about having holy desires. It's about allowing those desires to be purified, some to be removed because they're disordered, but others to be purified, to be corrected, to be channeled, to be directed in the right way. And as we do that, then as we open ourselves to those desires, as they're being healed, restored, corrected, then we recognize I was made for God. I want him. I want to do his will. I want to be with him. I want to give myself as a sincere gift to the people around me, to my Lord and my Savior. Then we become fully human. For that to happen, we have to exercise our desires. That's why Jesus' question to John and Andrew is so good. What are you looking for? His question gives them a chance to respond. I want to be with you. Where are you staying? They make a choice. They make a move. We have to do the same. The more we exercise our holy desires, the more our lower desires are properly ordered and healed, and the stronger those desires for God become. So here's a good quote from the French philosopher Simone Weil. God only comes to those who ask him to come, those who want him. God only comes to those who ask him to come, those who ask often, for a long time, and ardently. So let me say that again. God only comes to those who ask him to come, those who ask often, for a long time, and ardently. Friends, that's what this is about. That's our spiritual journey. God will come to us. He does come to us. But he will abide in only the hearts who want him to come, who exercise a holy desire. And so we have to ask often. We have to ask for a long time. And we have to ask ardently. We have to ask often because we need to constantly say, we have to constantly say, Jesus, I want you. Come in. We have to exercise that desire. It's not once saved, always saved. Jesus, come today. Jesus, come right now. Jesus, come into this area of my life right now. We do it often. We do it for a long time. There's no cheap grace. We persevere. 
We ask and we keep on asking. We seek and we keep on seeking. We knock and we keep on knocking because what's that, what that is doing is forming us in relationship, an actual real relationship of radical dependence on God. So we ask often, we ask for a long time, and we ask ardently. That means fire, ardent. We do it with passion. Don't just sit back and, and watch the spiritual life go by. No, the Lord wants to stir our hearts into flame. St. Paul says to Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God you have received. We have to fan into flame our desire for God. And we pour the fuel of our lives upon that flame. And then we burn brightly with his love, his life. Brothers and sisters, to ask often, for a long time and ardently, that's for all of us. What does Jesus say to Andrew and to John? Come and you'll see. Come right now. And you will see. He says, come right now to every one of us here to come to his heart, to abide with him, to be where he is because he comes to us for exactly that purpose, to abide with him. And then we will see as we come each and every day in prayer, as we come to this holy altar at this very mass, we will be formed. We will see. We'll see him for who he is and we'll see ourselves for who we are. So brothers and sisters, stir up a holy desire today for God. Don't settle for anything less than him. He is the one you were made for, and he is the one who finally satisfies the deepest and holiest desires of your heart. Desire him. Settle for nothing less.